Are you feeling stuck, lost, tired, or uninspired? We've all been there, including myself. I'm Coach Des, mindset motivator and lifestyle entrepreneur. I'm here to tell you that the best, unapologetic, and limitless version of yourself is yet to come. The Born Unbreakable podcast is here to inspire just that. With motivating guests from all different walks of life and around the world, their stories will empower you to unlock abundance and your unbreakable spirit. Do you need accountability? Reach out to me for a free consultation of how I can support you in reaching your maximum potential. This episode is brought to you by Korma Date Coffee, the healthy alternative to coffee. This delicious date coffee has the health benefits of giving you natural energy, antioxidants, vitamins, minerals, and fiber. Best of all, Korma is caffeine-free. No jitters, no anxiety, and no afternoon crash. Go to KormaCafe.com, that's K-O-R-M-A-C-A-F-E.com, and enter discount code BORNUNBREAKABLE at checkout to get 10% off your order. Welcome to the Born Unbreakable podcast. This is, it's the weekend where I'm doing this recording and I'm, I'm so excited to do this because I feel a little bit more in a relaxed state. A lot of times I'm, it's during the week and, you know, I record and there's so many different things going on and I'm so excited that I can actually feel a little more relaxed doing this interview today. And my guest has such a great vibe. We we had been talking a little bit before I hit record and today I have Adiba Akil with me. She's phenomenal. I've spent time learning about her and I'm so excited to have a conversation with her because today we're going to talk about self-love self-development and that journey that we go on as human beings to be the best version of ourselves, but also so we can be in the world and do good things and create positive experiences for the people that we're interacting with every day. So Adiba is 24 years old, but when you learn about her and hear about her, she's there's so many things she's done that I feel so impressed by what she's done um, at this age. She's a blogger and she's in England. So she's actually several hours ahead of me here in the United States uh, in Las Vegas, Nevada. And so she, she does blogging. She has her BA in English and an MA in ELT and applied linguistics. And like I said, her passion is self is self-care and self-development. So we'll talk about that today. But Adiba, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> it's so great to be here. Honestly, I really appreciate it. And yeah. So, you know, I, I hope there's no Yeah, I you know, I would love to learn about your story and just how you decided to pursue your passions um, digging into self-love and self-development like what was your journey to that sure so i live in a small town in england and in this town unfortunately for girls there's not that many opportunities to actually really go out and do what they want to do and prior to university actually i had very little self-esteem very little confidence i didn't believe in myself and I barely had any life experience. And I was at probably the worst point of my life because I was dealing with so many things mentally and stuff. And it wasn't until I actually went to university that I discovered my passion for helping people. And I started focusing more on self-care and growing as a person. Again, because in my town, there weren't many opportunities to grow and stuff. But now that I moved out to a different city, I was able to really find out more about myself um, find out more about other people and actually have opportunities where I will be able to grow and I was at university for three years and it was probably the best three years of my life before I went to do a master's and in that moment I really felt like I was in the right place as well because all of the negative self-doubts and everything that I had prior to university slowly started to vanish because I was finally in a comfortable um, place in my life where I was able to really work on myself and I had opportunities where my self-esteem and my self-confidence naturally grew because of everything that I was doing and then I decided to challenge myself even further and grow even further and pursue a master's degree which is very very hard for anyone who hasn't done it before but I did that because 
I had a lot of people in my life that were doubting me at the time saying, oh, you know, how has she managed to get a degree? How has she lived out? You know, we don't think she'll be capable of doing a master's. So I was like, okay, you know what, like I'm going to do it because I wanted to as well. Um, so I did it and I moved to a different city and I was able to grow even more and interact with other people and stuff. So then when I did graduate and moved back to my hometown, I had all of these great experiences and, you know, I met so many amazing people that I really wanted to inspire other people to go out and do the same as well. And I was really lucky in the sense that my parents actually let me move out to university. Whereas for a lot of girls from brown communities um, in my town, unfortunately, they're not able to. But I was really fortunate in that sense. And then when I did come back, that's just something that I wanted to really, really like discuss with so many other people and really encourage and push people to actually do the same and go out and live their best life and not feel so restricted. Because I think it's easy to listen to other people, but I think ultimately you have to listen to yourself and just realise that we only have one life, so why not go out and enjoy it? Um, so that's where my passion for personal development and self-care self -care came into place. That's incredible. You know, I, I think the journey of finding who we are and wanting to be in service and connecting with other people is such a, it's such a beautiful process, you know, to, to learn and to grow. And the fact that you do have supportive parents is great. You know, I think we all hope that our parents will support the dreams and the wishes that we have. And sometimes that's a difficulty in, in certain families, traditions, or religions, you know, to parents have a certain vision for what they want for you. That might not be the same vision that you have for yourself. So there's some reconciliation <laughs> that happens, um, you know, between ourselves and our parents. I'm, I'm sure anybody listening to, can relate to that. But I was really curious too, um, when did you start blogging and what motivated you to do that? Sure. So I started blogging when I was at university, actually, because my friends literally said to me, oh, you're so good at like writing and, you know, like helping people and stuff like that and giving advice. So why don't you try either blogging or set up a YouTube channel? Um, I didn't go down the YouTube route because I just did not have enough time. So I thought, OK, like I love writing. Let me set up a blog. So I started to just talk about different things. But I realized at university I didn't have a niche. So my niche is obviously personal development and self-care, but I didn't know what that was. So I was literally blogging about everything. Um, and then I think when I went to do my master's, that's when I actually like discovered the self-care and personal development niche. And I knew that that's what I had experienced the knowledge on. So that's when I decided to actually take my blogging to another level. I got my website professionally done. Um, I started to do more research into it, connect with other like-minded people, set up my own Instagram page. And it's been about two years, two, three years, I think. And that's where it all hit off. Wow, that is amazing. So you've been off to the races, just, you know, being able to share your perspective and have that very authentic connection, you know, with people. Um, I'm really curious, what is some of the things that you've discovered for yourself as it relates to self-care or personal development, um, that's been a big learning or a big awakening for you that you enjoy talking about with other people? Yeah, I think this sort of ties into both self-care and personal development is just the fact that, you know, like when you do believe in yourself, you're able to do pretty much anything. Because I think moving out to university and being in a city where I was all alone with no family, um, or friends until I met later was such a big thing and I realized that the only thing that was actually holding me back was me because at that at such a delicate age you know you're listening to so many different people and stuff but I think when you actually believe in yourself and you go for things that's when you know what you're capable of so I feel like had I not taken the step to actually move out or had I not taken the step to do a master's or sit on my own blog and talk about these these things then I never would have known what I was capable of doing um so I feel like that was such a wake-up call for me and ever since then every single day I've tried to do everything that I can in order to continue growing meeting people um being inspiring and just you know trying to learn much more about other people because I think sometimes it's so easy for people to think like okay I might be good at this or I might be good at that but for some reason, they don't actually go ahead and do what it is that they want to do or do what it is that they're passionate about. So I think you really have to believe in yourself, ignore everyone else, 
take the first step and go out and do it because you never know what could happen. It's so true. It's absolutely so true. Just get out there and do it. What's the worst that can happen? I'm always saying that. Exactly. <laughs> you <honestly>. know, <laughs> um, one of the things that I read about, right? Yeah. You know, I read in your blog about um, social media and how much time that we can spend on social media and balancing that out because it is a thing today. And plus, there's always something new coming out. If, it, if it's not Facebook, then it's Instagram. Well, and I know that they're now owned, you know, under the same entity now. But if it's not that, then it's TikTok and it's Snapchat and it's whatever the next things that are going to be coming out that we don't even know about yet. So today more than ever, people are connected to your phones, whether you're, you know, of the younger generation, even adult, you know, adults and older adults are spending time on there. Um, but it can be pretty consuming. And I know one of the things you talk about is how to balance that. Um, <laughs> what are some of the things that you have done to manage the time that you actually spend on social media? Yeah. So I think, first of all, self-discipline plays a very, very important part. So I think if you're naturally someone who has a lot of self-discipline, then you would find this somewhat okay. But even if you don't, that's completely okay as well. So what I slowly started to do was actually like not check my phone as often as I would. So and I was actually talking um, about this earlier today is that, you know, I've made it into a habit for the last year to only check my phone every three to four hours, which I know is a lot and I'm not telling you to do that. But I think if you start small, then you're gradually able to build that up. And obviously, like if someone does need you, they can just call you, they can just message you, you know, so really take time out to focus on everything else that's going around you. So you're present. Um, or any other tasks that you're getting done at the moment. So I think it's so important to give, give your full attention to other things as well. Um, so yeah, not checking my phone every few hours. Um, I also put my phone on do not disturb mode, which I talk about in my blog post as well. So I put it on from like 7pm to 7am, um, which means that I don't really get many notifications, but it's good because I'm able to actually wind down um, and have a proper night routine as well. So I think if you're someone who likes to wind down and stuff, then definitely enable the, the do not disturb feature. And yeah, also like having notifications on your lock screen, because I think it's so easy for us to like get a text message and our phones light up and we're naturally so inclined to actually checking our phones. But I think honestly, if you disable certain notifications from your lock screen, you won't have to actually reach for your phone as often as you might. Um, so yeah, those are just a few of the things that I do when it comes to, you know, taking a bit of a break from my phone or from social media in general. That is amazing. <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking, what would it look like? Yeah, it's really good. I'm thinking, what would it look like if we all checked our screen time? right now like what the average screen time is um and probably we might be surprised because sometimes i think people believe that they don't spend that much time on their phones until the data shows us that we spend a lot more time than we think and i i bet that there's some people listening having anxiety thinking turning off their notifications or putting their phone on do not disturb could be a challenge but <clears throat> i think it's worth trying something new you know maybe it's not doing every single thing that you said and it's starting with one thing just to create a little bit more balance and not feeling like you have to be disrupted every time you're you know, involved in a conversation or in a meeting that you're getting distracted constantly. Um, because I do think that the culture of technology has made us feel like we have to get back to everything instantaneously. Like if you get a message in all the different places where you can get a message, like you're supposed to respond, you know, right away. And I think that can be anxiety provoking <laughs> because yeah. 
<laughs> it makes you feel like you're constantly having to attend to so many different things. And uh, I don't know that that's the, the healthiest way to have balance in your day, you know? Yeah, I think you have to kind of do what works for you and test out different things as well. I mean, obviously, when it comes to messages, if you do get a message on your phone and it's urgent, then of course you can reply to it. But if you're like, mm, okay, this can wait like, you know, an hour or two, then that's completely okay because everyone's busy. Everyone has their own, you know, like life and things going on, which is completely okay as well. So I think, yeah, like what you said in terms of having that like anxious feeling when you get a message is honestly so real because we all tend to feel it there. But I think it's important that you sort of, you know, dismiss it slightly and again have that check okay do I need to respond to this message or can it wait a couple of hours and again like I mentioned as well if someone really needs you they will call you exactly pick up the phone have a conversation like not everything has to be a text message or <laughs> you know a direct message in your Instagram or something um you know, but I, I do, I do want to ask you about personal development uh, because I think this could look different for every person, and I, th I think that's totally okay. I think there's a lot of different ways that we can grow as people every day. What are some of the things that you personally have done to continue to advance in that space? Yeah. So I think what I do is just put myself in those situations where I know that this will enable me to grow. Um, I'll give you an example, actually, which might be quite shocking to some people. So I live in England, right? And I live in a town that's near London, the capital city. But in all these years, I never really went on the London underground, which is shocking because everyone uses the underground. Because I was studying, I was constantly, you know, traveling around to other cities. And also I had a phobia of the underground as well because it was so congested. Um, but what I said to myself last year was that, hey, you know what? I want to learn how to use the underground just like everyone else. I want to be able to grow in that area as well. So I pushed myself and I went and I did it. I think before that, actually, my friends actually took me and they sort of guided me around. But I knew that in order to, you know, like immerse myself in it and learn properly and grow, I want to do it myself and that's exactly what I did and ever since then I've been learning to go on the underground like quite regularly it's not as daunting as it is but yeah I always make sure that I put myself in situations where I'm able to do stuff like that and that's just one example even another example for example is you know talking to you right now on a podcast is just so nice because I'm able to learn about your experiences you're able to learn about mine and we're able to learn and grow together as well so I think if you're constantly putting yourself in situations or you know or anything else that comes up and you're able to take advantage of that situation, then by all means, go do it. Because personal development is so important. And I think you just have to say yes to the right things and the things that are important to you. Yeah. Ah, that's so good. And I love that you use an example of putting yourself out there and sometimes doing a new thing maybe something that we're not as comfortable with, you know? Um, it's the only way that you can learn is being in new situations. Yeah. So uh, that includes the environment, you know, that, that, that we're in when we go outside and operate in the world every day. And it includes how we engage with other people. So starting a conversation with a stranger and feeling like you have the intuition that you're, you know, choosing a person that you feel comfortable to, to talk to. And it's, it's, uh, you know, cause I get, it's a scary world out there too. I watch a lot of Dateline. So <laughs> yeah, know, it can be scary. <laughs> you know, you want to um, obviously talk to people that, that are the right people, but, but it, but it is, you know, one conversation, one interaction at a time, um, whether it's virtual, just like what you and I are doing today, or whether it's in a grocery store, in line, uh, when you are on public transportation, I mean, these are all opportunities for us to learn something. And I think that's, that's you know, we take for granted the fact that we're in a position every single day to learn something new from someone in the exactly. world. That's a gift. You know, I really do think it's a gift for us to learn from yeah. other people. 
I think because a lot of the time people are so comfortable with their lives and their environments that they're sort of afraid to venture out and try new things but it's not until you do venture out and try new things that you actually grow so I think sort of having like making that decision earlier on is great as well but um yeah I think you just have to take um you know make the most out of life I guess because life is way too short and you don't want to you know reach a certain age or reach a certain point where you regret not having taken the chances to do what it is that you wanted to do to follow your dreams to follow your passions to grow so I think that's just something that more people need to sort of like be aware of as well because yeah while being comfortable you know it's great but I think if you truly want to grow and challenge yourself and push yourself then you've got to put yourself in these situations yeah I, I agree with you. I agree with you completely. And it, and it makes us more resilient when we can have new experiences and get a little bit uncomfortable and challenge ourselves to, to learn something new. Um, so, I, you know, I want to ask you that in the last two years, as you've gotten further into this space and, and you're building your own resilience and comfort level with sharing your personal opinions, your your feelings, um, even writing about it, putting it on social media. Um, what what is your goal in helping in helping people? What what kinds of things are you hoping that people come to you for um, as you're helping them on their journey to experience more self-love and more self-development? Yeah. So I would say my main goal in terms of you know, like helping people and stuff. It's just helping them do what it is that they want to do. And I mean, truly do what they want to do because it's so easy to listen to other people's opinions and limit ourselves and restrict ourselves. But I think if I'm able to help someone actually like, you know, take an active step in order to do what it is that they want to do or to live a more fulfilling life, then that's when I know that I've succeeded in my life's purpose um, because I'm such a people person. I generally like love people. So I think if I can help them in any area of their life whatsoever, I will be more than happy to do so. And I think especially because, you know, in people's lives, you know, they might not have that one person who might be able to actually push them and encourage them, and especially someone who's been through it all and done it, because I think it's so easy for someone to turn around and say, oh, you should do this and you should do that. But it's like, hold on, okay, this person who's talked to me, what have they done? You know, so I think in that sense, you can become a role model for someone else and become inspiring to them as well. So I think once they see what you've done, then they might be in a better position to actually, you know, like take your advice on board and have a think about what it is that they want to do. Yeah, yeah. And and like you said, do what feels good to them. Uh, not Not just what other people want for you. I think we're constantly hearing ideas of what people think that you should be doing and that doesn't necessarily always align with what you want to do which brings me to to something that it, it there's something you and I were talking about one on one before we were recording and it's about culture and expectations right so all of us who are here today, if you're tuning into this episode, um, grew up with a set of expectations, right? Regardless of what religion, uh, ethnic background that you have, political affiliation, whatever those different things are, to some degree there was an expectation from your parents, maybe from your teachers, maybe your community, maybe your friends. So everybody is hoping and wishing for you to be this upstanding person in a particular way. So what we're all learning as we mature and have experiences in the world is whether or not we agree with everything that we were taught and told or if there's other things that we learn along the way and start realizing you might be expanding your perspective that's beyond what you learned. And so there's always, a, there, there could be a battle inside between what you were taught and told versus what you actually start believing and what you actually want. So 
could you talk about for you, you were mentioning that in your culture, because you're 24 and pretty soon in two months you'll be 25, um, there's an expectation that in this time period, marriage is something people start to pressure you about and it starts to get more difficult as you get closer to 30. How have you managed that expectation? How do you feel about it? And how do you respond when people say those things to you? Yeah, of course. Um, so I think in terms of managing this, it probably, the pressure probably started, I would say, when I was 20, 23. Yeah. So almost two years ago. And I think the pressure only increased now that I'm nearing 25. And in the beginning, I did not manage it well. You know, I used to get frustrated. I used to cry and be upset because I felt like, you know, my time was running out, as, you know, people tend to say. And it was really, really difficult. But I think gradually, as, you know, time has gone on, I've been able to sort of, you know, like sort of brush these things to the side and just know that I'm doing better, bigger things. And, you know, if marriage is on the cards one day, then it will happen. But I think I sort of have to keep doing what I'm doing and not tune in because honestly, for any person out there who is from an Asian community, especially a girl when you're my age, is incredibly difficult. I don't think I felt so much pressure in my life. And I think when you have siblings that are married, cousins who are getting married and you've grown up believing that, oh, okay, when you're 25, this is the age, it really, really does get to you. And I'll be honest, even to this day, I'm managing it a little bit well, however, almost every day I still think about it and it's really really difficult but I think again just reminding yourself that you're doing everything that you can you know you've got other things going on then that sort of keeps you grounded as well um, because it's so easy to give into the pressure and just be like okay that's cool like I will go get married um, but again everyone's timing is different and that's something I have to keep on reiterating to family members to other people like all the time and also just the fact that it's not anyone's business because the thing is in the asian culture not in all but you know in most a lot of people tend to interfere when they find out that so-and-so's daughter is 25 26 24 that's when they will start interfering and be like oh okay well we can suggest someone to this person oh you know how is her love life going why has she not found anyone and it can really really get to you so i think again if you're able to tune that out and just focus on what you're doing then you're already winning you know like these people can't get to you and it is difficult because my friends are going through it, my cousins are going through it, but we just have to constantly remind ourselves and really be, be there for each other as well. Um, but yeah, I forgot the second part of your question. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that, that was really the essence of it. it, was really just how how do you manage that kind of expectation? How do you manage that pressure? And I I, I would say that Anybody tuning in have has had some version of that, you know, whether I think marriage and relationships is a really common area in different cultures and religions that is a subject. <laughs> and um, it is it is really interesting how all of a sudden it's a community effort. It's like a community effort effort to get involved in your personal business <laughs> for how you should be living your life and the partner that you're going to supposedly spend the rest of your whole life with, right? Yeah. Um, because there's an assumption, first of all, that's, that's we start with, which is A, that you're supposed to find a person by a certain time at a certain age, and B, that this person is supposed to be there forever, right? Yeah. So those are two assumptions that m many cultures or, you know, throughout different societies across the world, not just, you know, in your country or my country, talk about. And so anybody who lives outside of those expectations experience challenges because they're either not doing it by the age that you're expected to, you know, and, and then don't even start with what, you know, what if there's the opposite sex that somebody's interested in, um, that's, <clears throat> you know, a family doesn't agree with. What if somebody decides that they don't believe in marriage? What if somebody decides that, 
they get married and then they're not happy with the person that they're with and they don't want to be with that person anymore. I mean, there's so many scenarios that disappoint the expectation and we as people have to decide how we're going to react and manage ourselves, like you said, tuning out the noise and tuning out other people's opinions because it really is about what makes you happy personally. Yeah, I think that's so, so important and it's so true as well. And I think especially like when it comes to finding, you know, that other person, there's a massive checklist of what people think that that person should have in terms of qualities, traits and backgrounds. And it's so hard because it's like you're trying to, you're sort of being made to filter everything out and just find this perfect person that, you know, the culture tells you um, is acceptable, which is very, very bizarre because, so I'm actually Muslim and um, in my religion, it's generally very accepting. Like you're able to marry whoever you want as long as they're Muslim too. So it doesn't matter what culture, what race, race, what ethnicity that person is in, it's okay. But the culture it's like, no, you know, it's better to marry someone who's from the same culture, who's from the same town or place um, in the origin country, who's from the same caste. And they're limiting, um, you know, this person even, even more. And honestly, it's so hard to find someone who meets all of these boxes and ticks all of these boxes as well. But I think in actual fact, you have to remind yourself that, you know what, it's not them getting married. It's not them who's going to spend their life, you know, spend their life with this person. It's going to be me going to be you so you have to decide what you want to do what you're looking for and again like you said as well you know sometimes marriage isn't for everyone you know sometimes you know you would rather be single for a long time or you know you want to focus on other things and hey if marriage is meant to be it's meant to be but I think as a human being that's what you're entitled to you're entitled to your own rights and again reminding yourself that you're living your life and you have every reason and every way to do what it is that you want to do if you want to get married go ahead and do it but don't do it just because so many people are in the background saying, oh, this is your time, this is your time, which again, it's so hard when it's basically all that anyone can ever talk about. I know it's really, really hard, but again, you just have to sort of be strong and be like, you know what, I trust myself. Like at the end of the day, it's going to be my decision. It's not going to be theirs. So I think you really have to stand your ground. And yes, it does result in a lot of arguments. I have been there, honestly, but again, love yourself enough respect yourself enough to the point where you don't listen to anyone else's opinions or anything else honestly and that's how you will get what you want yeah yeah i and i love the the part about confidence and and standing your ground even if it means feeling like you have to defend your ground uh to other people and even the people that you really do love the most. You know, sometimes these conversations that are tenuous happen with family members or even really close friends because there's disagreements about, about relationships or the kind of person, you know, that somebody wants you to be with or wants to choose for you. I always find that interesting, you know, when you have the situations where families start picking people for you. Yeah, that what about this person? I met so-and-so's son or daughter. They would be great. Yeah, they would be great for you. Do you want me to, uh, you want their phone number? Do you want to come to this event so you can connect with them? And, you know, I think everybody that does that is well-intentioned. They're doing it from a good place. But like you said, it's your choice. Yeah. It's your choice. <laughs> it's, it's always your choice. Everything in life is literally your choice. Right? Just, you just honestly have to be strong because it is really, really hard. Like, so hard. I feel like I won't have peace until the day where I find that person. Because right now I'm like, where is he? What is he doing? Why has he not come into my life yet? But honestly, that's not a place that I'm telling you guys to be. Because then it's like you're holding on to like false hopes. And again, you're sort of getting influenced by what everyone else is telling you. So I think just be calm, be collective, do your thing. Yeah. Yeah. And you'd be surprised. And this is going to sound very cliche. And I, 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 that's why I'm saying it before I even say the next words. But oftentimes, when it comes to relationships in particular, 
It is when you are in a place of presence, confidence, recognizing your self-worth, focused on the things that matter to you, that suddenly a lot of options start popping up in your life, <laughs> meaning more than one person can come along at, because, and here's why, I do believe that people are attracted to energy. And when you are in an energy that is exuberant, that exudes independence, and you are a person who knows what you want in life, or at least is continuing to pursue the things that you're interested in so you can get the type of focus that will help you to achieve your goals and your dreams, it's attractive. So the people around you that come into your space see that and recognize how amazing that energy is and they want to be around it. And so they start introducing themselves to you, wanting, wanting to learn more about you. And that, that's where it all starts, you know, and all of a sudden you have a courtship, you know, from multiple suitors that is, is, is trying to just have any kind of engagement with you for the opportunity to be a part of your life, you know? And I think that happens more and more when you do focus on the things that help you personally to grow. You're going to attract people. Mark my words. You know, if, you, if you're listening today and you're going, no, no, that's not true. I guarantee if you're somebody who's single and you're wondering about that whole thing and when someone's going to come along, um, it's best if it happens in that way. I, I, I really believe that. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, like when you're able to just focus on yourself and focus on your goals and stuff, that person or however many people will naturally come to you. Because um, I think it's easy to put yourself in situations where, you know, you're able to meet other people, which is obviously great as well. But I think never lose sight of what it is that you want to do. Never lose sight of your goals, your dreams and everything like that. Because as you said, when you've got such a good energy, people will be attracted to that instantly and as someone who's 10 and 25 who has never been in a relationship I'm telling you that day will come we just have to wait <laughs> yeah well and here's the thing <clears throat> okay and and think about it the opposite way so if you if you are uncertain of of what you want in your life right now and, and maybe even it's not necessarily that you're young there, you could be experienced, you could be more mature, you could have different, different experiences already under your belt, but maybe you're at a transition point. Maybe you're, you're in the middle of shifting to something else that you're passionate about, and there's questions that you need to answer for yourself. You know, if that's where your energy is, then that's where your time should be spent, is focusing on figuring that out. If, you're, if you are out there in the world and feeling bad for yourself and saying, oh, this is just not going to happen for me. I'm just a person that is not lucky. Maybe there's not somebody in the world that's meant to be my partner. It just, it's not my time yet. That's the energy that you carry. So when you're out there and you're sitting in a restaurant, you're standing in a line, you're at a bar, you know, wh whatever environment you're in, you could be sitting on a bench somewhere. That's the vibe that you put out there. So if you're negative and you're closed off and you have an attitude that is, mm -hmm. is not delightful, why would somebody come into your space and want to connect with you and talk to you and engage with you when that's what you're giving to them, <laughs> you know? So you have to understand it's that elementary. It's that simple. Yeah, I agree you know? with everything that you said. That was spot on. And I think like if you're unapproachable as well, you know, then that's not going to help the situation either. So I think you sort of, you know, like, have to again have that self-belief and that confidence in yourself as well um because you know we're all attracted to positive energy to positive people we want to be around them a lot more often 
So I think, you know, if you sort of, you know, just like loosen up a bit, you know, have more fun, um, switch your negativity into positivity and start believing in yourself, that's when all of the good vibes, good energy will naturally come to you as well. And that is also the energy that you will be able to give out to other people. So I think that's just something that's important that people should remind themselves all the time. And yeah, you know, just be happy. I feel like happiness is so attractive as well. So just be happy, you know, be your best self. Don't try to be someone you're not because no one has time for that, honestly. Just be authentic and the right person will come into your life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and and there is, there is something that I, I want to mention. It's been on my heart and I've thought about it a lot. And I actually have to come back around to this often, um, is gratitude. So sometimes when things feel very overwhelming, life gets busy, it gets hard. We get to a point where we question things. We question who we are. We question what we're focused on, the direction that we're going. It's just a sign that we need to pause. We need a moment to collect ourselves, to take a breath, because we are resilient and we do know when we're overexerting ourselves. And I do find that when I come back to gratitude, what it is that I'm grateful for, who I'm grateful for, the opportunities that I'm grateful that I'm looking forward to, it changes my perspective about how I show up. Um, to other people and to myself, of course, that's the most important thing. Um, I don't know if gratitude is something that you uh, have as a daily part of your day or your your routine, but I, I, I would love your perspective on on that as well. Yeah, I think gratitude is very, very beautiful. I think if you are able to practice it, you know, on a daily basis even or whenever you can like yourself it keeps you more grounded and you're able to sort of like appreciate the things around you as well I when it comes to gratitude I wish I can you know like practice it every day and remind myself but I realize that gratitude comes to me when I'm in a certain situation that I don't want to be in or I'm surrounded by someone who you know is a bit consuming or negative or anything like that that's when I sort of have to pause like you said take a moment be like actually you know what there's other great grateful things there's other things that I'm grateful for sorry that are going on in my life so why am I letting this one situation or this one person bring me down or even in situations where someone's trying to you know like impose their beliefs or ideologies or views on me and say you should do that and you should do that um even when it comes to stuff like marriage I'm like hold on a second there's other things that I've got going on in my life. There's other things that I'm grateful for. And that's when I actually like write down the things. And I think even like just writing down a list of everything that you're grateful for on your phone and checking that regularly, that really helps as well. And that's something that I want to start doing um, a lot more often or even just waking up like, um, you know, every single morning and just checking that because it brings you peace. It brings you contentment and you're able to start the day off on such a positive note as well. So yeah, I think gratitude is amazing. Yeah, yeah. And I I think sometimes in the midst of just being busy people, it's it's easy to overlook something that is a very simple concept uh that actually can bring us like you said peace, you know, give us a little bit of peace of mind. Um yeah, I really have just that that feeling of needing to to spend a little bit more time on it like you said and there's there's so many different ways that you can you know i know some people are very intentional of writing it down every day um i know some people who talk about it like almost an accountability they'll tell a friend these are the things i'm grateful for and that person kind of does it back so now you're sort of sharing you know your gratitude um and I know that in different circles, in different groups that you have, maybe it's in school, maybe it's in a professional setting, um, sharing that kind of thing, even if it's just one thing, is is another way to keep, you know, good energy around you. So, oh, yeah, I love that. Um, I do 
Adiba want to ask you a few questions that will just help people to get to know you a little bit better. Um, so, you know, I had explained to you that my podcast is called Born Unbreakable, and it really is in the spirit of helping us to understand that despite the different challenges that we go through, we can overcome and we can grow. So I'd love to know from you an example or something that makes you recognize that you too are someone who is born unbreakable. Sure. By the way, I love everything that you do, everything that you said, honestly, is so, so inspiring. So I think to answer your question, how I recognize this is when I have people who actually just like message me and say, oh, like, you know, you helped me do this or you helped me inspire, you helped inspire me to do this or you're so inspiring and stuff. And I think when I have people that tell me great things like that, that makes everything that I've ever done or everything that I'm doing just so much more worthwhile. And it's the reason why I wake up every single day and wanted to do more. It's my motivation. And that's something that I genuinely want to continue doing. Because I think even if it's just one person who says that to you, like it creates such a nice, warm feeling in my heart. And it makes my day because again, it I sort of like remind myself that, okay, you know what, this is something else that I'm doing as well. You know, so especially when it comes to like a day where I'm feeling a bit down or, you know, negative or whatever when I think about people who message me and the opportunities that I get of meeting so many different people and making a positive difference to them that's when I'm like yes okay that this is you know something that you know is amazing and stuff and it's something that I wish that a lot of people get to experience as well because that feeling is just so irreplaceable and I think if you're able to experience that every single day then like you are literally on the path of greatness and I think again that's what I mean like people are just great and I think for people, like, it might just be like, okay, we'll just message her saying this or whatever. But I don't think they realize the impact that it has on the other person. I don't think they realize that these people who message me on Instagram or, you know, call me up or anything like that, I don't think they realize how nice it honestly makes me feel. And I'm constantly posting on my stories, like, thanking everyone for like, the love and support because, honestly, it means the world. And and that's something that I want to, you know, do for other people as well. So if someone has, you know, positively impacted me, or if someone has helped me in any way, shape or form, then I want to, of course, like let that other person know just how great they are. And I want to, you know, encourage them to like work hard and do what it is that they want to do and continue being a positive person in someone else's life as well, because it's such a nice feeling. Um, but yeah, I think I said that in a very long winded way. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I love it. Your your energy is just so incredible. You know, you light up when you talk about that. And I think it's such a beautiful thing. Uh, one, one of the things that I, I really relate to with, with everything you said is that I realize that I'm at my happiest place and feel the greatest level of fulfillment when I'm in service to other people. And there's something about doing things for others that is just so much bigger than doing it for yourself. I mean, it's important. We have to take care of ourselves and grow and, and nurture this one you know, being, this one temple that we have. But when we're able to expand that, experience for the world around us it's so much more <laughs> it's it just <laughs> it's such a bigger experience and a bigger feeling of making a difference you know and making an impact so i totally totally understand everything that you're saying it's just it's so like amazing i can't even describe it it's something that you know like i hope people get to experience every single day because yeah you know like taking care of yourself and everything is great and it's super important but like you mentioned when you actually help someone else it's just a completely different feeling and it just makes you feel so good because I think we live in a world where there's so much negativity around us and there's always so much going on that I think there needs to be a lot more positivity. There needs to be a lot more positive helping people because I think I was discussing this with you um, before we started recording that we tend to put people in all these different boxes and categories 
Um, so for example, religion, culture, status, country, like all these things, but it tends to be a very negative thing, so especially in my culture as well. Um, and it's like, no, like we sort of have to remind ourselves that, hey, you know what? We're all in this together. Everyone's a human being. Let's not divide people. Let's just unite people instead. And let's try to help as many people as possible because we don't need any more negativity, honestly. Like the light is just so beautiful. And I think when you're able to, you know, like have that light in your life and you're able to radiate that light to other people, then there's nothing else that can beat that, honestly. Positivity over negativity any day. <laughs> Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Okay, what about your bucket list? What is something that is on your bucket list that you want to do in your life? Okay, I have quite a few, but I just talk about one. <laughs> Otherwise, we will be here forever. Um, so one thing on my bucket list that I really, really <laughs> that I really want to achieve is basically. I want to meet all the people that I've met, like, so all of my friends, like, virtually who I've met, I want to meet them in their country and sort of, like, go on adventures with them and experience things with them because I think it's so great, like, talking to people virtually and having all these great conversations. But, no, like, I really want to experience what it's like being with that person um, in, their, in their country or, you know, in their space. So that's something that I definitely want to do at some stage. Yeah, that's that's a great bucket list item is immersing yourself in the elements of all of the people that you think are special in your life um, that you've met virtually. I think that's really, really cool. Um, what about a self-limiting belief? What is a self-limiting belief that you've had to overcome? Sure. So... A self-limiting belief that I've had is probably got to do with appearance because I think this is something that not many people think about. Um, but basically, so for example, with my hair, I mean, you can't probably tell right now because I wear extensions, but I've got really, really thin, fine hair. And as an Asian girl who's got sisters and cousins with all this beautiful, thick hair and stuff, it was really, really hard because it's like I couldn't relate I couldn't like, you know, do all these great things with my hair and stuff. And that was one thing that was bringing me down for years, honestly. And I know it's something that ex that's external and something that probably doesn't really matter to many people. But to someone like me, it was very, very difficult. And before I went to university, so when I had that very, very difficult year, that was one of the contributing reasons to why my self-esteem was so low. And it wasn't until I actually, you know, like, entered my 20s that I was like you know what hey I don't want to be feeling like this every single day I don't want to look myself in the mirror and just you know like not look happy I don't want this one thing holding me down from everything else that's going on in my life and I decided to do something about it because I think I had a lot of people's voices in the background you know was getting to me as well like you know oh why is your hair really thin why is your hair very fine why do you not have much hair compared to your sisters and your cousins and they sort of fixated that in my brain which is why all those years I was feeling not great about my appearance because of that and that turned into a very you know limiting self-belief of mine and then when I actually decided to you know like research my um, hormonal condition that I have I decided to actually you know like wear hair extensions and all these great things that's when I was able to slowly slowly overcome that and that's when I put less emphasis and less significance on my exterior and more on my interior and that's when I decided to, you know, like, you know, set up my own blog and go on all these adventures and stuff because I wanted to really put my time and energy towards something that would make me feel good rather than something that's just on the outside. Um, and I think that's something that is just so important to realise as well. So I think if you're able to, you know, work on things, whether that's your appearance or anything else, then again, that's something that you're grateful for. And that's something that will increase your self-esteem and increase your self-confidence. And I think had I not actually taken the step to, you know, find out about my hair, had I not taken the step to, you know, wear hair extensions, I wouldn't have been able to feel as confident as I do now. So that was something that sort of added on to my confidence and my self-esteem. So I think whatever it is that's holding you back, even if it's something internal, try to work on it because every single day is an opportunity for you to get better for you to make a change for you to add to your confidence and to your self-esteem so i think it all starts with you and it all starts with just one decision and also remember that life is way too short 
be happy, be grateful, do whatever you can um, to, you know, be happy and be happy for other people as well. Because, you know, it's just it's just a nice, like, friendly reminder to have every day. And I think especially, you know, as you're getting older and stuff as well, like, you don't want to constantly be feeling down. Even when it comes to things about your appearance, you know, you reach a certain age where you're like, hey, you know what, like, I am beautiful just the way that I am. I'm, I'm going to do everything that I can to, like, grow and help people and do whatever it is that that is my purpose. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so amazing. Your maturity and your insights are helping so many people that are listening to this. There's a lot of things that we experience where there is a thought we have in our head related to being less than in, in some type of way, whether that's internal or it's external. And anytime you feel less than or you feel like you're not enough and you feel like you have to compensate or overcompensate, it can feel like a lot of work. It's taxing and it takes self-reflection and self-awareness to understand where we need to grow and how we can do better for ourselves in, in those moments when we have thoughts like that. One, one of the things that I've learned through the years, coaching a lot of people and having a lot of great conversations like this one, is that being the most whole and happy and fulfilled version of ourselves does start from the inside out. Meaning, if you can't reconcile inside things that you value, the things that you believe in, what you stand for, who you say you are, there's no amount of things externally that are going to fulfill that. So understanding that, whatever that takes for you, like having conversations and going having different experiences to to gain that perspective is so important you know and sometimes we do have to think about the external too the kinds of things that are going to make us feel good but it is a holistic approach you know there's a holistic approach to how we address ourselves as a, a whole person that's going to help us to to walk in confidence and to to choose every day happiness over the things that make us sad and bring us down exactly you said that so beautifully and i think when you are able to reach that stage in your life where you're able to actually be happy with yourself again not just externally but also internally that's when i really feel like you've made it that's when i feel like you're you're winning and you're ahead of so many other people because honestly it can take people years to be in a situation and to be at that stage in their life where they're actually you know what I'm happy with myself. I love myself. I care for myself. And, you know, like I'm going to do me regardless. So I think when you reach that stage, nothing and no one can bring you down. Yeah, I agree with you. Okay, Adiba, what about a superpower? If you had to say that one thing that you were very good at in the world, that you shine every day, what would you say is one of your superpowers? One of my superpowers, I think, is honestly being able to have conversations with so many different people. Um, it's quite funny, actually, because I'm such a people person, people tend to, like, you know, say, for example, my friends find it, like, really hard. Um, so it's like, I've got, like, best friends, but because I love people and I love meeting people and I click with a lot of people very, very quickly, my best friends actually say to me, Adiba, calm down. You're making too many friends, you know, too many people, that kind of thing. But obviously, I just continue, like, you know, like, going and, like, having all these great conversations. So I think a lot of people in my life do say to me as well, like, you know, how are you able to meet so many different people? How are you able to, you know, like, um, have a conversation with all these people that they never thought that they could have? So I feel like that's my superpower. Um, and I love it, honestly. And again, everyone has a different superpower. So I think when you recognize yours, that's when you're able to, you know, like really give more to the world as well. Yeah, I believe it. I believe it. I was funny. I was thinking 
you were going to say something related to people connecting and then I, and then it, and then it came and I, so we were totally on the same wavelength with that. <laughs> but, um, you know, as, as we're closing the episode, I want to ask you if you had to give a last piece of advice to anybody who decided to tune in today and is thinking about their own journey, their own growth and living the best version of who they are, what advice would you give to that person? Yeah. So I would say, remind yourself of yourself, basically. So for example, you need to understand that you will only be living with yourself for the rest of your life. So why not do everything that you want to do? You know, why not, you know, be an inspiration to other people if that's who you want to be? Why not be that supportive friend of that supportive family member? Because at the end of the day, like your place on this earth for a reason, you have your own purpose. And because you will be by yourself, you know, for God knows how long, why not actually start doing what's important to you and really start accepting the way that you are? Um, because I think it's just so nice when you're able to really reach that stage. Um, so yeah, that's what I would say, honestly, you know, you're beautiful just the way that you are. Don't try to change or fit into, you know, anyone else's perspectives or ideologies or beliefs about you. You do you because it's your life and you're not going to be living anyone else's. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly could not have said it any better than what oh. you, what you just said. You just dropped the mic right there. It was amazing. Really, really amazing. I, I, I couldn't have put it in any better words. But Adiba, how can people follow you? If they're inspired by you today, they want to see more of you, they want to follow your journey, what's the best way that they can do that? Yeah, so they can follow me on Instagram because that is where I'm most active or try to be. Um, so my username is literally just Adiba Akil. It is my full name. Um, so yeah, they can follow me on there. And again, I feel like anyone who wants to, you know, reach out, you're more than welcome to do so. So feel free to go drop me a message. Let's jump on a call. Let's do a live anything. That's amazing. Thank you for being so open. Thank you for being willing to connect and invite your your journey and your positivity into the lives and spaces of others. I think it's what makes humanity so beautiful and brings us together is just that invitation to actually connect with a genuine intention. So I just, I appreciate you and all of the valuable time that you've given today. It means a lot. And I feel like I learned so much from you. So thank you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Honestly, it's been so great getting to know you and for being on this podcast. It means a lot. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you to everyone for tuning in. Uh, I always enjoy the opportunity to have um, these kinds of conversations and just genuinely hope that there's something that everybody can learn and take away. So thank you for tuning in. Adiba Akil, what a positive energy. That whole interview was just full of light and hope and positivity and perseverance. I love meeting young people who are doing the greatest things in the world that have that type of drive to have influence and impact that matter, that means something. Hopefully uh, the, the technical elements were working out. I know Adiba's internet was uh, kind of in and out. So uh, I'm hoping that the quality is, is good, that you actually could hear everything that we discussed because it truly was very uh, impactful for me personally as well. Uh, I really want to comment on a piece that we got into around expectations. And I want you to think about an expectation or perhaps some pressure that you've experienced in your life, maybe you're experiencing it right now, and what you had to do to push past that 
And if you're still in it, whether it's marriage and relationships, your career, a hobby that you've chosen, something that makes you you, that doesn't quite have alignment with somebody close to you. I want you to take that ownership of being proud of who you are, knowing what you want in your life, and ask yourself how to make peace and what kind of conversation that you need to have to get to that place of sustained peace. There will always be somebody or somebodies who don't quite agree with the way that you're choosing to do things for yourself. Stand your ground, stay confident in who you are, and continue to persevere. I love seeing that in Adiba. It just reminded me that we all have to have that spirit and uh, it makes us a better, better people. You know, it truly does. So hopefully you're, you're thinking about that, managing those expectations, and also reflect on what you're grateful for. What are you grateful for today, right now, that you could take a moment and pause, take that in, write it down, or go so far as to share it with someone? I appreciate you being here. It's amazing that we are in March Time in 2022 has passed by so quickly. And uh, Adiba's right. You know, we only have a limited time on this earth. Let's make the best of it. Tune in again next time for another inspiring episode. And remember that you are your only limit. So take action today. Thanks for being here.